Check, check, check. Mic check. One, two, one, two. What's up, y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're back. Hey, now, uh, John and Sean back with another edition of Head Movement MMA. Uh, this is just going to be another quick hitter, y'all. Um, been kind of a crazy week um, for Sean and I. So um, we've been pretty busy with work. Um so we really uh, ha- haven't even had a chance to even uh, talk about um, this past week's fight and the upcoming fights here from uh, Invicta FC and uh, UFC. Um, so hopefully everybody's having a good week. Uh, we had a bit of a um, you know sleet and snow wintry mix for the first time here in the DMV area. Uh, nothing too crazy, but yet uh, you know in a slight sprinkle of rain or even snow. Uh, seems to set this place off um, in some type of ass backwards capacity. So, all right. So um, let's just jump on here. I, I hope everyone checked out uh, that UFC fight card in Denver this past Saturday. Lots of highlights from that. Um, I'm not going to, you know, delve too deeply and spend a lot of time on each one. I mean, they've they've been talked about, uh, you know, in uh, at nauseum. So I'll just kind of give my my one-sided view. Uh, hopefully it's a, a, a well-rounded, um, you know, <laughs> one-sided view. But nonetheless, we'll move on. So uh, the the opening uh, main card was uh, Michael Trezano versus Luis Pena, uh, a.k.a. Um, Violet Bob Ross. Um, you know, that, that went the distance. Um Michael Trezano looked pretty good in that. He controlled the the whole the whole fight. I mean, he he looked very very well. Uh, Luis Pena, on the other hand, did not fare well. Um, he looked to be reaching and grasping a lot. I um, mean, just was seemed to be very very desperate um, in some very weak um, takedowns, um, uh, amateurish almost. Um, you could I guess you could call them that. I mean, you know or. I, I don't know, guys. I mean, it just, it just, he looked bad, man. He really looked bad, and I really have high hopes for this kid. I mean, I'm sure he'll bounce back. I mean, you know, he's with that AKA, you know, Daniel Cormier and all those guys over there. So um, he's got great coaching around him and um, a lot of uh, great athletes and uh, lots of champions um, at, at, at that uh, that gym. But to me, um, just kind of, I don't even know if it's thinking outside the box, but one of the, 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 and if, if you guys have, you know, been listening and you kind of pick up on some of the things that I noticed, little things here and there, no, nothing major. Um, but sometimes it, it could make a world of difference. Um, you know, and a lot of people don't spend a lot of time, um, talking about the loser, um, you know, unless it's, you know, probably like a Darren Till type of event where, you know, the kid had a huge upside and, you know, they had the momentum uh, train behind them. Um, so, you know, that that kind of overshadowed his loss and the victory, in my opinion, you know, of uh, of, um, you know, the chosen one, you know. Um, so I, I just yeah, it, it, that just didn't sit wet with me well with me. I mean, it just really seemed like Tyron was just, you know, in a different different, uh, you know, category um, altogether. But yet. All we kept hearing about was just, you know, apology after apology. You know, the, the kid will be back. He's just young, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, the weeks leading up to it, it was just like, how was Tyron going to handle the length, the power, the this, the that, the size discrepancy, you know, the striker, the undefeated record, and yada, 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 you know, um, you know, so on and so forth. You know how that plays out. So I don't, I don't really want to uh, uh, spend too much time on that. But, you know, just kind of like drawing the parallel, right? So Luis Pena doesn't have quite or anywhere near uh, that kind of hype behind him, but but nonetheless he's he's a very exciting athlete, tall, uh, rangy, uh, lanky athlete, a lot like um, Sabit Ner- Ner- Nurmagomedov. Um, so you know, super athletic. But I, I I wonder if the the altitude you know got to him, um, you know, because he was very tired and he generally has you know very good cardio. And it didn't appear that he had good cardio. And if if any of you guys out there 
you know, have worked out, you know, played sports, you know, any kind of capacity, um, you know, where technique is involved or, or just watch sports in general. You know, if, you know, if, if all of a sudden, you know, whatever, Jordan, Pippen, uh, um, LeBron James, uh, Derek Rose, I mean, you know, on and on and on, um, you know, if, if once their legs tire or that mentally they become tired or then you know, the body starts failing them, you, you start noticing like, you know, the shots are coming up short or they're, they're, they're too long or they're jumping, you know, they're trying to overcompensate. So I'm just wondering if, if, if that high altitude of, of, of Denver, you know, the mile high, um, you know, affected his, his performance. Um, but you know, like I said, unfortunately, and you know, I do apologize. We just haven't had time to, uh, jump back on and, and, uh, listen, um, or, or try to dig in there and try to get some, some good nuggets of, uh, info on that. But, you know, nonetheless, hats off to Michael Trezano. I mean, he, he really looked good. Uh, nice, nice, uh, victory, uh, for Michael Trezano. Um, so then we had, um, the, the debut of, uh, Macy, the future barber, excuse me. Um, you know, this was her, uh, first debut or, or her first debut. It, this was, <laughs> excuse me, uh, uh, guys, uh, this is her first fight in the, in the UFC. Um, I believe she was in LFA. Uh, I think she just bypassed. I want to say she bypassed Invicta, you know, Invicta FC is, you know, kind of like that, that stepping stone, um, for the ladies, um, to get called up, you know, to, to the UFC. Um, and she was fight, uh, fighting Han, Hannah Seffers, uh, who, but I believe stepped in short notice, uh, forget who the, um, fighter that she was supposed to face was. Um, and, and the reason why, uh, she couldn't make it, um, it started off, um, very close. Um, you know, Hannah Seffers, uh, short stocky big shoulders uh you know for a woman it's kind of kind of funny saying right but uh these are athletic women these are, are uh, professional athletes right so um and she seemed to have good power good head movement um you know took a bit not not a, a long time you know for, for macy to uh fill her out um you know and just you know end of the second round it seemed that she really started to uh you know, put the pressure on Hannah, um, you know, at that, at that, that altitude, you know, I'm sure Hannah kind of tired out. Uh, Macy Barber is actually from the Denver area. So, you know, she's used to that altitude. So, you know, her cardio wouldn't been a problem um, as you, as you saw. Um, and she just unleashed some hellacious elbows, right? Um, split Hannah wide open, uh, it, it, it was pretty bad and it, it was stoppage second round TKO. Um, you know, I, I like the young lady Macy. She seems to, uh, definitely be well-rounded. Uh, I like, I like the aggressiveness. Um, you know, she's definitely fighting to win. Um, she's made some statements about how she wants to finish fights and doesn't want to leave it in the judge's hands, uh, which is all good and gravy because a lot of these young fighters, um, they start out you know, sounded like that. And then, you know, success goes to their head. Uh, a la uh, T-City, um, you know, when he didn't want to take that short notice fight, uh, when he uh, was supposed to fight uh, the blessed one, um, you know, Max Holloway, because uh, he was afraid that, uh, you know, he would, he would, you know, possibly lose out on that chance of, you know, fighting for the belt. Um, you know, as opposed, you know, you flash, flash back, to a month earlier, you know, he, he took a fight against Frankie Edgar, uh, less than two weeks notice, I believe. And, you know, if you didn't see that fight, you know, jump on fight pass or try to find something on YouTube or, 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 or Reddit. I'm sure you could probably find the highlights of it on YouTube somewhere. Uh, but he just hit Frankie with a, a vicious uppercut. Um, you know, and then there it is. Frankie loses out on his title shot. Um, so, you know, I think this would be Frankie's second fight after um, that that the uh, that big loss, uh, which was back, I believe, in either late February or uh, first or second week of March. So, 
Uh, so hats off to that young lady, uh, Bright Future. She was talking hella shit, you know, to Dana and, you know, on the mic and, you know, which, eh, you know, when the ladies start screaming on the mic, I don't apologize if I'm offending the ladies. Uh, but, you know, you, you, you hit that, that tone on the mic, it's not a very pleasant tone. Um, so, you know, she was going on about, you know, how she deserves to be on a big card. It's like, damn, girl, this is your first, you know, this is your first uh, uh, fight on the UFC. And you're talking about you're so good that you should be on a pay-per-view card. I mean, that, that's I mean, that's pretty brash. I mean, you know, I guess the UFC likes that or WME, I guess, you know, whatever you want to WME, IMG management. I guess they like that. And, you know, that that era of, uh, you know, TMZ and, and WWE. So. Uh, I think she should probably tone it down just a little bit. She called out um, uh, the number 15th ranked fighter. Uh, oh, my goodness. What is her name? Mackenzie uh, Dern. Um, and apparently when they were both in the LFA together, um, the fight was offered to Mackenzie Dern and Mackenzie Dern turned it down for whatever reason. Um, so it was interesting. Um, she had talked about that previously maybe a week or so before the fight and then the night or the day before and the night after the fight she didn't mention that part about uh you know her and mckenzie fought in lfa so i don't know if the ufc told her to uh stop talking about that um you know mentioning the other organization you know she can you know whatever i don't i don't know what would happen but i just you know that was just something I, I, that that stuck stuck out ah, stood out in my mind so um but then again i mean you know uh someone bringing that kind of power and ferociousness um to the women's strawweight division um you know that that was a nice change um so good for her um Benel Dariush and Tiago Moises, um, that fight pretty much went how I thought it was going to go, you know, decision, you know, uh, Dariush won that, um, not, not, nothing, uh, you know, crazy, how uh, well, I guess, yeah, not, nothing crazy about that fight, I don't believe, uh, I wanted to say there about that one fight that, uh, that ended in a bit of controversy, but I can't even think of what that fight is, and I don't want to jump around. So, um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm being lazy, guys, and I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what it is when I start doing these podcasts. My, you know, my my nose starts to run. It's it's really weird. Um, so, <laughs> um, just I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm rambling. But yeah, then we had uh, the co-main event, or excuse me, the the feature event. If you guys remember what the feature event is. Um, that is the third fight, um, of the night. Um, and that is, that's the fight that comes before the co-main event. And that was between, uh, Raquel Pennington and Jermaine, Jermaine Durandamy, uh, women's bantamweight bout. Um, that one, the decision, um, you know, Durandamy won or GDR won. We talked about how she won the woman's 145 pound belt. And then she was supposed to fight, um, you know, Cyborg for the belt, you know. And if anyone was wondering uh, why Gerandomy, uh Jermaine had the belt and not Cyborg is when they did the, the inaugural fight, uh, they didn't even offer it to uh, Cyborg because of uh, scheduling. Um, so, you know, the, these weight cuts are, are, are crazy. Uh, tough on, 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 you know, the human body and especially harder um, for women, especially when, you know, they're, they're, you know, that time of the month kicks around and they're just all kinds of hormones are, are, are you know, overreacting or underreacting, um, you know, so it's hard for them to make the weight cut. And that just happened to be during a time period where uh, I think this is where uh, this might have been where Cyborg fought at 140. Um, you know, don't don't quote me on that, folks, because, uh, you know, I don't fact check, but it's it, it might have been somewhere around when she tried to make 140, had a catchweight fight at 140 to try to see if she could make 135. And there is a documentary out there um, that shows the struggle of her trying to cut weight down to 140. Um, kind of. Well, it's very sad. 
um you know and it kind of sheds the light on you know what kind of kind of um pains and lengths these fighters go to 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 make weight um so it's not just as simple as oh god how, how can you miss weight i mean you know st- stuff happens um you know your body changes you know men and women over over years and you know we 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 all don't have you know first big fellas uh we all don't have that 32 inch waist um you know like we used to years ago um you know as much as you may train or or, or work out you know your, your body always doesn't snap back to it like that uh, like it used to so i i thought um you know jermaine uh controlled on uh, the fight for the most part um it did look somewhat reminiscent to the fight uh raquel had or rocky had um with amanda nunez uh just seemed like you know jermaine was um out there sparring i mean she was snapping that jab out there she definitely had the speed advantage the length advantage the power advantage um you know she hadn't fought in quite a while i know some of the um you know other podcasters out there and sports commentators um you know were complaining about how you know jermaine was kind of not being aggressive um but you know then again you know she's she's had a layoff probably like a year and a half i forget the exact date um she had an issue with her hand she had to do a couple um surgeries on her hand um to fix uh, some broken bones in, in her hand uh, the first surgery didn't work or the first surgery worked she started training again and then something happened again or something happened during that that recovery time or when she was cleared to train and then you know that was a setback and that happened had another setback and um you know, she had to have a second surgery. And then uh, I heard, uh, was it was it on Ariel Hawani? I think it was Ariel Hawani. She was on there this week, and she said she suffered an eye injury in in, uh, in January where she she kicked a soccer ball, and the ball, I guess, hit the goal, goal post and came back and hit her in the eye, and she was basically blind in one eye so um she still has some partial um uh, blindness in that eye but enough to where um the doctors cleared her and she couldn't even train um just because of the uh the pressure on the eye um there's there's not like uh they couldn't do a surgery because i guess there was just pressure or swelling from the injury uh, on the nerve and so it just had to heal on itself and i i guess you know, slowly, slowly, but surely, um, it, it recovered enough for her to, um, you know, uh, get, uh, get cleared by the doctors. So, you know, two losses in a row, at least for, for Raquel, um, you know, I'm not sure where, where, where's, what's, what's that do for her? Um, you know, this, you, I mean, you're seeing what, rocky truly is right she's she's not a great striker she's not a great wrestler she's not a great grappler but she's tough as hell and that toughness keeps her in a lot of fights right um but at times when you are the aggressor when when you have the the length uh the reach when you have the speed advantage when you can keep her off off her game and back on her heels, um, she becomes one dimensional. Um, you know, she she has short arms. Um, you know, definitely got a, a a fantastic fantastic chin. Um, you know, she you know if you know if she's the aggressor, she can do a lot of damage. But um, you know, I don't want to say she she'll give up. But you know, like in her last fight, um, she wanted to give up. Um, but I just think she may get a little, uh, frustrated and she, she starts to kind of lack, I guess, focus and the desire to, you know, seize the moment or, you know, try to, um, you know, try to turn the tide on the fight. But, um, you know, she's, she's probably a 500 fighter, maybe, you know, a little above, uh, 500, um, you know, like a seven and nine fighter or excuse me, like a nine and seven fighter, um, you know, and yeah, you know, at the, at the end of the day, um, 
so yeah, uh, you know, um, she's she's been a staple in ladies MMA definitely, but um, not sure how she can even crack or beat anybody in the top five, really, truthfully. Um, you know, and and she missed weight also um, by one or two pounds. So um, she's got she's got some soul searching to do. So, um, but nonetheless, congratulations to Jermaine. And, you know, best of luck to uh, Rocky. I'm sure she'll be around because uh, Dana White is, you know, a, a, a fan or, or, or heavy or big fan of hers. So um, she does have that in her back pocket. So she's always down to scrap. Um, so, yeah. So then we have our co-main. Um, we had Donald Cerrone against Platinum Mike Perry. Uh what can we say about this? Wow. Um, Donald looked fantastic. Um, very confident. Uh, Mike Perry tried to, uh, you know, overpower him, get a little confident. I guess overconfident. Took him down. Ended up... Uh, <laughs> And a nasty arm bar. Oh, we're not really uh, at first, but they ended up on the ground. Uh, I think he tried to, uh, was it? Uh, he tried to go for something like a Kimura. Uh, I forget what the name of, it, of, it, of the movie is, but it's similar to a Kimura, guys. Uh, please don't kill me on this, uh, you know. Um, and Donald was able to uh, reverse turn, turn his hips, uh, get off of his back, uh, rolled him over. Um, you know, ended up in the arm bar. And I don't know if you guys caught that, but when when he was belly down and he rose up and it looked like Donald squeezed with every bit of his body that he could. Uh tap Perry, uh end up breaking Mike Perry's hand or his arm. Uh I mean that 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 was with bad intentions. I mean, he, he, he looked a bit possessed. Um, that was definitely like one of those uh, redemption, you know, like, like that was like the message, um, over there to Winkle John, um, you know, Greg Jackson, you know, like I told you guys, you know, you should have been in my corner. Why'd you take this kid? Now I had to show this kid, you know, who's really boss. Um, Cerrone was very, very focused. He brought his son up there, you know, in his little cowboy boots, had his big buckle on there. Um, you know, he, he brought bought his grandmother up there. His wife eventually came in the ring. Um, it, it was great to see. And then, you know, Mike was in there like, you broke my arm. And Donald was like, I could give a crap, you know. I mean, he's like. I got something to say. I finished my business with you. Whatever, whatever. I don't have time for this. Um, let me let me um, have this moment. Um, and you know, he ended up getting the performance of the night. Um, now, Cerrone did say that he was going to drop down to one fifty-five. Right. So this fight was at um, one seventy. Um, I don't know how this guy does it, um, but yeah, he can drop down to 155, no problem. Um, so he they made him a, a threw a name out there. Not sure exactly who that name was, but on on Cerrone's Instagram post, he did have a picture of Conor McGregor. Um, don't know how that sounds to you guys, Donald Cerrone versus uh, Conor McGregor. Um, I wouldn't call that a money fight, but that's a big fight by popularity, right? Um, stylistically, I don't even know how I can sum it up, right? Um, I don't think Connor has much of a ground game, um, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure his jujitsu is decent enough. Uh, obviously, his wrestling um, is non-existent. 
Cerrone doesn't have a big wrestling um, background, but he does have a great jujitsu game, uh, submissions, uh, Muay Thai, um, both great strikers. Um, advantage would go um, to Connor, I guess, in the striking department. Um, definitely, probably the strength. Um, so on paper, uh, I, I, I guess, you know, that's a great fight for Connor, uh, help him get his uh, confidence back, you know, help, help the, the hype train get back on the track. Cause he has a lot of doubters. I mean, even more doubters now about, you know, since his last performance, you know, that he got Molly whopped. Um, you know, sorry if you're, you're a big Connor fan, but he, you know, I'm not going to say he got exposed, but you know, it, it is what it is, man. You know, everybody, you know, can be beaten on any given day. Um, you know, but that's just kind of a classic throwback of, you know, grappler versus a striker. Uh, you know, you can even look at, you know, how, um, you know, DC faced uh, Derek Lewis, you know, the size discrepancy there, right? The power discrepancy there. But uh, how, how do you neutralize that power? You know, the size discrepancy. Get that dude on the ground. You know, I mean, I, I've seen a couple guys, um, you know, knock dudes out, you know, from their back, you know, off their back. It's quite possible, um, you know, not toot my own horn, but uh, I've done the same thing once upon a time. Um, you know, it, it's it's definitely possible definitely possible um but you know uh Cerrone has a big heart uh you know he, Cerrone's on this you know win five lose three or you know uh win two lose two um you know he's a fighter so you know I I think that would be great for the fans I mean that that would be a fan favorite fight <laughs> two big, you know, fan favorites. Um, that would be awesome. You know, let Donald get, you know, a big payday. It, it, you know, doesn't have to be for a belt, you know, it, you know, uh, I guess I don't even know if Connor would fight on a fight night. Um, uh, you know, whoever, I don't know. I don't know how this, uh, ESPN deal is going to work out. Um, you know, I think it's January 19th might be the day of the first, um, UFC televised event on ESPN. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, I mean, it, it'll draw a lot of eyeballs, a lot of eyeballs. Um, you know, um, and, you know, same thing, you know, the, the gas tank of Connors is a uh, suspect. The heart of Connors is suspect. Yeah, I said it. Um, you know, it, it showed in his last fight, too. Um, it showed in the Diaz fight, um, you know, and I'm not sure if he actually did win that second Diaz fight. So, um, you know, that's to be determined. But, you know, nonetheless. I move on. Uh, I don't. I don't want the rest of you guys uh, turning off the the podcast. So, but yeah, I mean, a uh, great fight for Donald. That that was awesome. And then you know you had the main event. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, about against Yair Rodriguez uh, on short notice. Again, two weeks notice. Yair's first fight back, you know, after whatever, a year and a half, almost two years or something like that. Uh, hellacious year, you know, Dana being Dana, just just being a big effing baby. Um, you know, just putting stuff out on Twitter. I mean, it's just, oh, my God, man. It's just ridiculous, right? Um, but anyway, so right, Yair made his appearance. Um, it almost went the distance. Uh, the fight was called in 
uh, with four seconds left in the match. I mean, that kind of reverse <laughs> upside down elbow. Um, one of the best um, knockouts ever. Um, I know people, you know, they want to talk about, um, you know, is that top five and, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just hard, right? Um, it's, it's hard. I don't know. It's just hard, man. It's it's really just hard to to narrow down five or ten or fifteen. There's there's been some great ones out there. Um, I I, I won't pontificate <laughs> over um, you know, all of them. But you know, I had I had it uh, three two. Or excuse me, I had it uh, two two. Um, going into the fifth, and I, I was given the third round to the Korean Zombie. Um, you know, before Yair pulled it out. Now, you know, folks, let me let me ask you this, right? Um, when and you know, call me crazy, but I, I I picked up on this. I'm like, you know, why why is he picking his hands up, right? You know, whatever, like a minute and a half left or two minutes left, and high fiving, you know, the Korean zombie. You know, now was this was this was this guerrilla warfare? Okay. Now, what what I mean by that is, was Yair trying to set this up to get the Korean zombie to come at him, you know, fist the blaring, um, so he could pull him in and try that elbow? Now, I I don't remember that elbow exactly. Um, but apparently he tried it once or twice earlier in the fight, you know? Um, so, you know, it was a great fight. You know, the guys are going back and forth and it was like, Hey, let me see if I can get inside this guy's head. I'm going to like put my hands up, high five them, get the crowd going like, Hey man, let's go at it. Let's just, you know, F it. Let's just go ahead and just start throwing haymakers at each other. Best man wins. We go out on our shield. All right. Tried it one time in the fifth round, whatever, two minutes left. Didn't quite work out, you know, whatever. 30, 40 seconds later, whatever, a minute later. Hey, let me try it again. All right. Because I'm sure his corner is screaming over there one minute, you know, 30 seconds, you know, whatever. And then he does it again. And what happens? The Korean zombie just charges after him, throwing left, right, left, right. Yair holds his ground about two steps from the cage, and voila, boom! Catches him with that with that vicious elbow, and then and it was vicious because. Chan did a face plant. I mean, it, it was kind of scary. I mean, it was scary, you know. When you see that happen, I mean, it was like boom, an instant lights out. I mean, it it was, you know, it was terrifying. Uh, you know, Yair collapsed, um, brought over uh it was Izzy Martinez, I think is his is coach. I think Martinez is his last name. Sorry if it if it isn't, guys. Um, you know, they both go tumbling. You know, into the to the octagon, um, you know, and it was just, you know, it was a really great win for that guy for everything that he's been through, you know, with family issues, UFC issues, Dana White issues, you know, getting cut, being brought back. I mean, you know, and taking a fight uh, two weeks' notice against one of the toughest guys in the division. Um, after his last loss against Frankie Edgar, I mean, Yair was just on a mad, 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 crazy, um, you know, uh, undefeated streak, uh, until he met, uh, Mr. Frankie Edgar and Frankie made him look like he had no business being in there. So, um, you know, congratulations to Yair as he, uh, 
also picked up fight of the night and performance of the night bonuses. So I think those gentlemen got a hundred an extra hundred thousand dollars, um, you know, for that fight and uh, performance of the night to Donald and Mike Perry. I think they each just received fifty thousand dollars each. So, um, so yeah, so there, there that was, um, so it's kind of kind of odd to uh, do some picks uh, without Sean here, um, but uh, you know I'll I'll, uh, I'll push on. I'll push on. I'm a trooper. I'm a trooper. I'm here for you guys, um, the fans. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I'm joking, but I, I do really appreciate this, guys. I mean, the numbers that uh, I'm seeing they're they're on the rise uh, for for listeners. So if you're out there, you know, please share, like. Um, you know, thumbs up, five stars, subscribe, depending on, you know, whatever media platform you're listening to this on or, or watching this on, um, you know, thank you very much. Um, you know, continue to support, um, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's really crazy seeing this. I think right now we are available on 10 different platforms right now. So, um, that, that, that's, that's really awesome. So, um, so thank you again, guys. Um, you know, really appreciate that. And, um, you know, the feedback and, oh yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to touch it. I haven't had a time, but uh, there was a gentleman that commented on, uh, our YouTube, uh, hidden movement page about, uh, me not knowing who, um, let me bang, bro. Was listen, man. I, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I dropped the ball on that. I absolutely know who that dude is. But uh, looking at it, um, last minute, just trying to do a little research very very quickly to get stuff out there. Um, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, kind of thing. You know, um, it is what it is. Like I said, we we don't fact check, guys. Which is which is obvious. Um, so apologize, uh, for that, uh, to that gentleman there. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so, uh, and you know, and oddly enough, um, we had so many hits from that video, um, because there was no other like media outlet that was, that was, um, even doing any stories about that. I mean, which was which was weird, um, but there 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 was a, some, what is it called? The World Bare Knuckle. What are they called? The WBKFF. Um, yeah, I mean that was I I didn't I didn't mean to I wasn't even planning on to talk about these guys, but. Uh, <sighs> You know, I'll go ahead and talk about it. But uh, I was talking about Julian Night Train Lane. That's the gentleman who has the uh, famous tagline, like, let me bang, bro. Let me bang. So that's how I associate that guy. I don't really associate him with the night train. I associate him, um, you know, with with the let me bang, bro. Um, So, uh, I mean, uh, Christina Marks, you know, she won. Um, she split Jasmine Clarkson open something fierce. I mean, that, that was, that was kind of brutal. Um, Brennan Ward, uh, just bludgeoned Johnny, Johnny Hendricks face. Like he broke his nose, some kind of fierce, uh, Chris Lieben, you know, uppercut at the hell out of Phil Baroni, um, who didn't even look like he wanted to be there. Um, you know, I want to say, did Mike. No, oh, Josh Near made you know made work of Mike Aldred, Dreddy, um, and I think is his name. Uh, what is the guy's name? He he goes by the nickname of of Problems. Uh, a problem. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. As a this. This is, I'm, I'm telling you guys, it, this, you know, boss rooting is a, a, a part of this. I, I, 
I mean, I've heard I've heard stories about this. Like the reason why a couple of the fighters dropped out is because one of the um, investors rode out with a bunch of money, um, and they didn't have all the money to pay, you know, all the bigger name fighters. Um, you know, so that's why they they dipped out, right? But you know, and even after all that, guys, I'm on their web page. They don't even have any results of the actual fight. So I, I you know, they may have had the bigger name fighters, um, you know, on their show compared to uh, bare knuckle fighting championships. Um, but at least they they put the winners and. Um, all that on the show. It's just, oh God, man. I don't even want to spend that. Ah, dang it, man. That's all right. I'm sorry. I haven't looked at that. You know, I mean, come on guys, you, you have to do better than that. They they act like, you know, they're running the nickel and dime podcast like myself. Um, so uh, man, get, get it together, get it together guys. Uh, you know, poo on you. Um, so I, d- I did uh, actually want to just run down the the Invicta 32 card. If you for you guys who have a um, fight pass, um, you can catch this tomorrow night. Um, I want to say this it starts at eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central. Um, yeah, I think they have eight fights. Um, excuse me, of the eight fights, three of the fighters missed weight. Now, in the UFC, if you miss weight, you have to, I believe, it. you you forfeit 20% of your purse. Well, in Invicta, they have to forfeit 25% of their purse. Um, <laughs> so they are gangster in Invicta. Um, so that, that is huge, uh, especially when you're, you're, you know, not f- fighting for, you know, a lot of money. Uh, compared to the UFC or just men's in general. Um, but, yeah, I believe the the opening card is Bantamweight bout um, Chelsea Chandler, not Chelsea Handler, but Chelsea Chandler um, versus Mitzi Mary. Um, let's see. Uh, Stra- I'll just run down the name. Strawy Bite bout uh, is this Verbeek versus Catherine Pop Rocky of uh, Liz Tracy versus Stephanie Geltmacher. Um, that is probably uh, one of the better fights to watch. Stephanie Geltmacher, I want to say, is undefeated. Um, and Invicta at, at the current time. Um, they do have their, um, their uh, weigh-in videos. Uh, up on YouTube, if you want to check that out, just uh, just type in Invicta thirty Invicta thirty two weigh-ins, and it'll it'll come right out. You can, you know, familiarize yourself, names and faces, um, you know, such as I have in the past, and you know, kind of go on, um, you know, and getting and watching these ladies, you know, fight, as well as you know, same thing, you know, the LFA, you know, that's how you can, you know, LFA. What is it? King, King of the Cage, all those smaller organizations that are on TV, um, you know, not the greatest, you know, um, um, product or um, that they're putting out there, you know, not with the all the bells and whistles or the greatest production, but they're trying, um, you know, these guys, you know, they all have hopes and dreams and, you know, those are just stepping stones. Um, and those smaller organizations are, are, are very much needed to, to help, you know, um, I guess, uh, bring tomorrow's stars uh, up to the ranks or whatever, whatever. Um, so, yeah. So then you have a, a flyweight bout um, against two 19 year old um, uh, ladies, Erin Blanchfield. Um, I believe she is a jujitsu like queen. Um, so versus Kay Hansen, which is primarily a wrestler. So grappler versus wrestler could make for boring fight or not a fan friendly fight, but more strategic. So, um, 
Um, so so that that could go either way. Um, but I'm interested in seeing that because the, um, the two ladies are, are only 19 years old. So you never quite see that in the professional ranks. Um, but they both are very talented um, young ladies. And Kay Hansen has like probably one of the badasses or most badass tattoos um, that you ever did see. Um, you know, on her, on her, uh, left shoulder. So if you're making a tattoo art, um, you know, uh, give her a follow, you know, on Invicta and you can, she has it, um, you know, displayed on there, um, as well as, uh, some pieces as she was, you know, getting it made. And, um, you can find the artist, um, of the tattoo, um, you know, who, who did it for her, who also does some, some pretty, uh, amazing work just in general. Um, Bantamweight bout, you had Alexa Connors versus Julia, Julia Vila. Um, that's so, so, uh, then you have a cat catch weight, uh, bout at 150. uh, Caitlin Young, um, which is an interesting story because she is the, uh, I guess Mick Maynard, of Invicta. Um, she sets up all the fights, um, but she decided that uh, she wasn't done fighting. She uh, has a, a huge Muay Thai background. Um, you know, she just decided that uh, she wasn't done. So it would be good to see her fight. They were supposed to be at a 145, um, but the, her opponent um, that she was supposed to fight, uh, I forget her name, um, Zara, I think Zara something, um, was having troubles with her visa, so she couldn't make it into the country. Um, so they found a, a Sarah Patterson short notice. Um, so they're going to do it at 150. Uh, I guess Caitlin's uh, happy about that because she didn't have to cut down uh, those last five pounds. So, um, you know, happy for her that they, they found a replacement and um, see how she looks uh, against Sarah Patterson, who, you know, um, kind of looks like a soccer mom, but uh she probably she, she could probably kick my ass, but uh, nonetheless, um, you know that should be an interesting bout. Um, Adam Wait bout after that you have Ashley Cummings versus uh, Jessica uh, Debonet Delbonet. Um, that should be a scrap. These ladies are short, stocky, fast, uh, powerful. Um, that'll be an interesting fight. Uh, Strive about uh, Mizuki. Um, you know, that's at the 115 pound uh, mark against Vivian Pirari. Um, I believe Mizuki is out of the uh, Sarah Longo camp. Um, so she usually brings it. But, um, you know, she was one of the fighters. Um, you know, wow, that was that's interesting. She's one of the fighters that um, came in uh, a little heavy. Um Sarah Patterson, she came in a little heavy, um, you know, short notice fight. So I'm, I'm really surprised that they tried to fi find her. Um, but whatever, that just might be um, just for 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 smoke and mirrors. Um, and um, Chelsea Chandler, uh, she missed weight also um, by looks like a pound. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, she's also fine. Twenty five percent. And then we have the co-main. Uh, or, or they are the co-main. Um, so that should be a good scrap. And you have the featherweight title bout, uh, Felicia uh, Spencer. They call her the Phenom um, versus Pam Bam Sorensen. Um, you have one fighter that only has five fights and she's undefeated. And they're all in Invicta versus Pam Sorensen. Uh, I believe uh, she she's more definitely a, a, a seasoned vet. Uh, I tried to actually get her on the show. Uh, we couldn't uh, quite, uh, you know, work out our, our schedules, um, especially like during fight week. Uh, I, I did ask her on short notice, so I was trying to get her before um, fight week, but uh, they just just didn't work out. Um, so uh, that's an interesting fight. I mean, and they, they fight at, that's for the 145 pound um, belt which is vacant. So um, that should be really good. Uh, Felicia's super athletic. Um, surprisingly, um, she doesn't look that way, but she, she is, um, I mean, she's definitely a phenom. Um, she looks like that girl next door. She looks like someone, you know, she looks like, you know, she could be uh, a soccer player. 
uh, you know, a girls, uh, you know, softball player. I mean, you know, she she definitely has that look of being athletic. Um, but, you know, the way she is with her hips, her kicks, um, her, her balance, um, you know, that, that and your quickness that, um, and, uh, you know, the, her ability to hit you from from different angles um, just by the way, uh, I guess, her stature is. Um, it's very deceiving. Um, so she's definitely has a great nickname. I mean, she's a very exciting fighter. Um, and you just think like, who's this girl? And she's a, is a teacher, right? So she has that teacher look to her. Um, also, um, so it's, yeah, so it's just kind of, uh, kind of interesting. And then, and then Pam is just battle tested. Um, Pam is just the sweetest thing in the world. Um, you know, so she, she's vowing to come out, uh, a lot more aggressive. Um, she's coming in to fight to win and not fight to lose. So I'm curious to see that. Um, she looked pretty ripped today. Um, she normally fights at 135. So, um, she's definitely, she did pack on the muscle for 145. Um, arms look good. Stomach look good. I mean, you know, she physically, she, she, she looks really good. Um, good and relaxed. Um, doesn't look drawn out. Um, so I hope she just takes it to the, the, the body of Felicia, uh, cause Felicia is just going to push kick and throw all kind of kicks, you know, left and right. And, you know, um, I'm at her. So I'm really excited about that and, and best of luck to, to both the loose ladies. And, you know, I guess I was going to call this a quick hitter, but damn, I'm up to whoo, almost an hour by myself. Wow. Maybe I don't need Sean. What do you guys think? Should I just go so solo? You know, should I just drop the, you know, the, 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 the blue notes and just be Harold Melvin? Um, you know, should I be Bobby Brown and leave back a uh, new edition? Um, you know, should I be Justin Timberlake? And yeah, all right, that's enough of all that. But um, so yeah, uh, where is, are these guys going to? Let's see, are these guys going to? Is this this fight? Where is this fight? Is this fight in Argentina? Um, I think this fight is in. Is it in? I think it is in Argentina. Yeah, it is in Argentina. Um, this is my first time looking at this card. Hmm. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, let's see. Prelims. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, wow. You are very interesting okay uh there's nothing there on the early prelims that um you guys would be too excited about so we'll just go with the main card let's see cynthia cavello cavello um against pollyanna botello um, she's Brazilian, so I'm sure I butchered her name. This looks to be a great woman's strawweight fight. Uh, Cynthia is, is her, her, her jujitsu game is, is crazy. Uh, I want to say she, she trains, uh, with the Diaz brothers. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she locks, likes to talk, you know, a lot of shit, but she can back it up just like those Diaz boys, right? Um, I believe she suffered her first loss. I'm trying to remember against who. Um, but anyway, Pollyanna, um, at 115, she's she's very, very lean, very strong, very muscular. Um, she definitely has the, the height advantage. Um, Pollyanna's 5'8 to um, Cavello at 5'4". Uh, three inch reach advantage, two inch leg advantage. Uh, I mean, 86% of, uh, Pollyanna's, uh, wins are by KO or TKO. If that tells you anything, um, at, like I said, at, uh, 115, um, which is pretty impressive. 
um, as opposed to a third of Cynthia's Windsor or, you know, by Con or KO and, you know, just a third of her wins or by submission and a third of her wins or by decision. Um, so, but when, you know, if you're Pollyanna and you have 86% of your fights in TKO or, or, or KO, um, you know, that means your decision is only 14%. So let's just say, um, she may be a little lost on the ground if, um, uh, Cynthia, um, gets her in her guard. Um, so that, 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 that should be a good scrap. Um, you know, Cynthia will throw hands also. So, um, that, that'll be interesting. Um, for the two young, two young upstarts. Um, so as long as it doesn't go to the ground, I'm going to go with Pollyanna. If it goes to the ground, I'll go with Cynthia. I'll ride the fence on that one. Um, Guido Canetti against Marlon Vera. Interesting fight. Interesting fight here. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'll go with Marlon Vera. Um. Let's see. Caesar Ferreira against Ian Hennish. Um. Gosh, I, I don't know enough about this. Don't know enough about these guys. I'm going to have to leave that alone, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Caesar on that one. Um, next bout, uh, Khalil Roundtree Jr. against Johnny Walker. Um, Khalil, eh, good story. He was on the tough show. I'm trying to remember if Johnny was... No, looks like this is Johnny's debut. Um, yeah, uh, I really like Khalil Roundtree. I hope he put. I hope Khalil puts it together. Um, Khalil's very uh, aggressive, um, built like an action figure. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know if they're. I mean. Uh, Johnny's coming in with a 13 and 3 record against uh, Khalil, who's an 8 2 0 1 no contest. Um, that's kind of a good test. I mean, that's a very good test to go up against Khalil Roundtree. I mean, Khalil's not top 15, but yet, you know, he he's no slouch um, at all. He has power, quickness, and speed. Um, he's just lacking um, some, some experience uh, here and there. Um, which you know he'll get in time. Um, let's see, Johnny Walker, and he's from the UK. Ooh, well, I'm gonna go with Khalil on that one, um, just because I don't know anything about Johnny. Um, Ricardo Lomas, Lamas, number twelve against Darren Elkins. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one too. Ooh wee. Ooh wee. Ooh. These guys, both these guys have been around a long time. Um if Darren Elkins sounds familiar, he he's the guy that has that tattoo, the damage on his chest. Uh that's I don't know. I mean, ugh. It looks like it's carved in his chest and uh, you know, Cardo Lamas. Uh I'll go with Lamas on this one. Um, not really too excited about that. Uh, and then your your main event is Neil Magny against um, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, number 10. Uh, huh. They're picking Neil Magny. I don't, I don't know, guys. I'm not... I'm not sold on Neil Magny, right? Um, just not 100% sure. You know, he has the height and reach advantage. 
Um, he's had a couple of hiccups in the road. Um, you know, a couple setbacks. I don't think Neil has ever cracked the top five. Um, but Santiago Ponzinibbio, I believe, is Argentinian. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I have to go with the home team on this one, guys. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Second round, maybe third round knockout. Um, I just think uh, Neil's going to have a lot of trouble handling that power, um, you know. And then, hey, uh, the guys in his home country, um, you know, uh, he's got to show and prove, right? So let's let's go with that that route. Um, I want to say there is, and the UFC fight. Every weekend from now until New Year's, uh, whatever, till what is that? That two thirty-two or something like that. Um, so uh, they've been doing that last few years, where you know, come November they just start banging them out. Not really sure why um, they're trying to trying to do that. I don't know. Maybe it's for tax purposes. I don't know. Uh, let's get rid of all the extra money we have in this budget. Um, so, yeah. So for all you guys who, who, who can't go weekend without watching UFC, um, don't mind, uh, you know, watching UFC over, you know, your favorite football team um, come playoff time. Because, um, you know, the playoffs uh, will be in those last couple weeks of uh, December, um, you know, on Saturday night. Um, so you got to got to choose, right? Do I record the UFC show and then, you know, watch the football game? Because it's going to make sense if you watch the, the football game. Um, you have you don't have as many outlets um, that are screaming at you, telling you, you know, um, you know who who beat who in the in the in the UFC lineup as you would like in in the NFL. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, you know, uh, ran a little long. Um, so hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. Again, you know, thanks to everybody out there who keeps checking us, uh, checking in with us, and um, you know, liking, supporting, and you know all that good stuff. Uh, definitely is appreciated. Um, you know, you guys all right with me. Um, uh, you know, I keep heading around to it, but we I am putting together a, 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 some interviews with some some really fun folks, a um, couple music producers. Um, and you, you're probably wondering what does music have to do with this podcast? But, you know, um, you know, music is used to be a big part of my life, still is, um, you know, with all the, the DJing I used to do and, and some teeny tiny bit of uh actually producing um so I, i've run across a lot of interesting folks um you know in my in my day and uh you know and they also are um you know fans of mma so i thought it'd be kind of cool you know to kind of uh ask some questions to some producers um you know uh you know a couple different other people uh that, that i know um kind of like the like when we had our buddy uh the beard on um, which I still get um, some random emails about how um, they enjoy that. So I don't know. Uh, he, he's been chomping at the bit to get back on here. Um, so uh, we may have to get the beer back on one of these shows. Uh, I don't know. One of the local uh, radio shows um, in my area, uh, they, 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 I don't know if they still do it because they're getting a little long in the tooth. Um, but uh, they used to do a drunken holiday show um, or they would just get hammered, you know, on the radio. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll we'll do that, but we may uh, go out one night, uh, tie one on, as they say, or <laughs> as they used to say, and, um, you know, possibly jump on, jump on and just, you know, talk just mad shit, you know, on, on the on, on the airwaves there. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Do something something fun to com uh, uh, commemorate uh, such a great year 
um, or at least, uh, you know, last part of the year, um, you know, for the all the fan support. Um, you know, shout out uh, to our new sponsor, um, um, <laughs> Grind Harder. Um, let me pull up his page real quick. Uh, my man, my man, uh, my man, Garrett, he, uh, came through, he's got some, some awesome, awesome, um, t-shirts. Um, uh, I'm thinking about doing possibly, you know, a, a giveaway of some sort. I don't know if you guys would be interested in that. I don't know. Um, you know, um, you know, we're we're not we're not a big budget show, um, <laughs> by no stretch of the imagination. Um, but you know, from time to time, we'll, we'll have some 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 extras. But uh, uh, my my buddy Garrett Roche, um, who uh, has a great clothing line called Checkmate, C H uh, K M the letter uh, the the letter the let the number eight. Um, is is the clothing line they they are a new sponsor of head movement mma um so they got some cool shirts um you know you can check uh garrett out on on facebook if you just uh either google um chk or google or search on chk m8 or um garrett roche r-o-c-h-e um you can you can order the uh the um the shirts um, or check out the shirts what he has um fr- from his you know from his facebook page um you know really good shirts guys and girls kind of stuff um you know he has this one shirt guys i i, I kid you not it, it it's pretty cool right um at the top it spells f-u-x-i-g-i-v-e and underneath it has a big zero so zero you know, <laughs> fucks given. So, um, kind of cool, kind of clever. Um, you know, just want to welcome him aboard and I'll probably get him on the show because he's a big MMA guy. He's trained. He's actually had some fights. Um, so it'd be kind of cool to, uh, to get him on here. Um, as well as some others. Uh, it's just, you know, just, it's always, it always t- uh, tends to uh, go back to, to scheduling. I mean, everybody's on a different schedule, so it's just uh, hard to coordinate, um, you know, everything. I know he works a lot of nights and, and overnights and, and, and stuff, long hours, and, you know, during his day job. Um, also, why he's trying to push the clothing line. So, um, you know, everybody is trying to grind, and, you know, so uh, kind of one of his mantras is grind harder. So, um, so anyway, let me jump off here. It's getting late in the evening. So, you know, thanks again, once again, as always, uh, want to appreciate, or, you know, thank you. And I appreciate everybody listening in, checking us out. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, next week, uh, next week is a holiday, uh, Turkey day. Not sure if we'll do a show next week. Um, but we may be back, maybe back in two weeks, um, you know, or I, I may just push if if I'm, I'm just trying to figure out if if I do an interview show, I may just do it separately. Um, just haven't figured that out and just kind of like push it, push it, put it out there or attach it maybe to one of our existing episodes that we're, we're trying to upload. Just just haven't figured that out yet. Um, so we'll, we'll, I'll be playing around with that. I'm here in the new future. So as usual, until the next time is the right time. I'll holla. Head moving out. Appreciate it. Later.